Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. This is a problem. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. On this Thursday morning, I hope everybody recovered from Valentine's Day. Oh, all right. Welcome to the show, folks. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. Our sponsors today, the Fishing Show and the Belleville Meat Market. All right, looking at weather right now. Got a little change coming this weekend. Another little front coming in. Chance of rain, but uh, a little cooler temperatures, but... Quick warm-up next week. All right, right now on the island down in Galveston, it's 60 degrees. And today we're looking at a lot of clouds, high near 65. Winds will be east-southeast, 5 to 10 tonight. Cloudy. Wish showers after midnight, low around 60 with southeast winds, 5 to 10. That rain chance tonight is 60%. And then for tomorrow, periods of rain, high of 63. Southeast winds, 10 to 20. That rain chance, 90%. And rainfall amounts could be around a half inch, maybe three-quarter, whatever. But a uh, little chance of rain with these Pacific fronts, always. Looking at tides for today, these are Galveston Channel Tide predictions. We have four of them. We're sitting on a low right now. It was a negative 0.4. We have a high coming up at 10.40 a.m., a 1.0, a low at 3.50 p.m., an 0.7, and then a high at 6.55 p.m., an 0.8. Sunrise this morning, 6.58 a.m., sunset, 6.08 p.m., and our moon phase is a little bit over a quarter. It's 29% visibility. All right, current conditions. Uh, right now at the Galveston Channel, it's uh, 60 degrees down there with 60-degree water, east-southeast wind at 3, and at Eagle Point, 
It's 65 degrees with 60-degree water east-southeast, 5 to 6. And at Morgan's Point, 57 degrees with 61-degree water and an east wind at 1 to 3 miles per hour. And barometric pressure at all three stations is 30.12 inches. So calm and nice this morning. Another good fishing day. All right, well, let's uh, head down or over to the Golden Triangle area and check in with Captain Bill Watkins and see what's up with him this morning. Good morning, Mr. Watkins. What's up? Hey, how you doing, buddy? I couldn't be better. It's all good, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I wish I was going fishing this morning. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, finally got Temperature's right, cloud cover, calm. Yep, yep. And, uh, but... It's all good because the trout are gathering. They're gathering where I need them to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be at one of two or three spots when I go out there, and uh, I will commence to whack on them. And it's uh, getting a lot of calls now, getting one or two a day. Yeah. Uh, and starting to <laughs> it gets Yeah, people just wait for spring to break, you know. They're just waiting. All, yeah, and I've, I've got a lot of savvy fishermen that know that uh, when you get a lot of fresh water, those fish move. Mm-hmm. So they're just kind of hiding out there waiting. <laughs> and it's, uh, you know, it's about air temperature, too. Nobody likes to get cold. Nobody likes cold rain. That's uh, that's like tournament fishing, and nobody really wants to be a tournament fisherman except the ones that do it. Yeah, you know. the gladiators. <laughs> the gladiators. That's, that's exactly what I call what them. I call. <laughs> we've yeah, all done crazy. some stupid stuff. Boy, anything in the competition field, boy, we used to be gung-ho. Well, you Let know, have it. it's, it's their the turn. The nature of a man is that he tries to control his universe. Yes. And, uh, we'll all push it right out there. And I guess if a fellow's not like that, he's not really worth much. <laughs> way I feel if you're not ready to put it out there on the line and and go for it heck I do that every day I'm going to catch fish one way or another I'm not going to stop until I hit the wall or catch well fishermen Thanks, do it man. everybody wants to be a Gloucester fisherman <laughs> yeah oh man you know. yeah like those swordfish boats, those long liners up there. Look how many people have died over the years. Have you ever been there, that place? No, I have not. That uh, I wouldn't mind visiting that place one day if I ever get time to take a road trip like that. And my wife and trip. I went there. Harbors mm-hmm. and stuff out. A lot when of history up was, there, buddy. When my daughter was in Yale University, getting her master's degree, um... We flew out there to visit her, and uh, we finally got between the children, <laughs> and uh, we flew out there, and that was um, that was the neatest experience. Anybody that would uh, that would want to go there, you should. Um, uh, we toured Boston and all that cool stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, but Gloucester. We stayed there three days. We just drove through that little fishing village, and it was so unique that we got a bed and breakfast and stayed there for three days. And 
went out on a whale boat, got to see the whales do all their cool things. Right. Uh, but I saw that monument and the, to the men that had passed away out there. Yeah, you went ocean. to City Hall and looked at all the names on the board on the wall. Oh yeah, eighteen or yeah. Se- actually seventeen hundreds to present day. I think is the listings on yeah. there. Maybe sixteen hundreds. I don't know. Well, I was a bunch, and uh, uh, that really got to me because I could see out there on that ocean, and I've been out there, you know, in some bad weather, and it's just not. That's not for the faint of heart out there, and those guys. They really put it out there. They really do. And it was that was a great experience. A wonderful place to visit. You just uh, get a chance to go there. You should. Well, that old saying never, doesn't apply up there. You know, our old saying around here: "There's not a fish out there worth dying over." But <laughs> it was to those guys. They had to get their fish. Guys. That was their livelihood, man. They don't and catch them. Actually, Nobody uh, eats. We actually got to see the boat that they had uh, posed as the uh, Andrea Gale. Yeah, the uh, Andrea Gale. Yeah, that's uh, that's the one that movie was made after a true story. Uh, Yeah, it was uh, Perfect Storm. Was that the name? Yeah, Perfect Mm -hmm. Storm. Yeah, it was tied up in the harbor, and uh, they had painted out the name and painted Andrea Gale on it, and then painted over that name and painted the original name back on it. Yeah, and they showed us. He said, "See the different color of green paint." He said, "That that's where they painted the name out, and that was the actual boat they used to represent the Andrea Gale. It was a very similar boat, it looked just like it. And that's the kind of fishing boats they have there. They're not that big. They look like maybe forty-five, fifty footers. They know? got that big, huge wheelhouse on. They're real deep, you know. From yeah, real tall." You know, real tall in the front with a wheelhouse way up in the air, and then all the, you know, cooling and, you know, where they ice their fish down below deck and all that. There's uh, there's a lot to those boats. They may not be that big, but they uh, they fish big. They can haul some weight in. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but nobody can survive a uh, 90-foot wave. <laughs> no. It's going to roll you. you yeah, it's. That was a well, that was to, you know, you had a frontal boundary coming off, you know, out of the out of Canada that met on the kind coast, and then out near <laughs> what was it, Sable Island or Flemish, whatever they call all that Flemish, Flemish Camp Bank. or whatever, yeah. and, and then the then uh, what was it, Hurricane Grace? I can't remember. Man, don't I, quote me. I believe that it was, that it was, a, been it was like a Cat Five when it went by Bermuda. And headed into that yeah. front, I guess those guys got caught between the two. Not pretty. They thought they could make it. Well, there's been a bunch of us that thought we could make it, and we barely did. <laughs> but we'd never do it again. Yeah, I had an experience like that. I'll never, I'll never risk it. It's not worth it. No. No, I'm real leery about going in that Gulf. Even even just trout distances. Uh, Hell in the bay. I mean, I've, I've, uh, closest I thought I came to dying in a boat was in the bay. We had a super yeah. thunderstorm come through Livingston that year and hit the coast, and uh, man, it was it was sinking tugboats and everything else on the ship channel. It was bad, <laughs> man. 
Yeah. Very bad. Yeah. We've seen we've seen tornadoes oh, and, uh, come down out Before there. I forget about it, I had uh, two texts before I went on air this morning from listeners, and a guy called me yesterday. They're wanting that uh, recipe for that uh, blackened grill fish or whatever you were talking about last week. Oh. They said they'd have their pens and paper ready when you uh, give it out. So oh, you're talking day. about the uh, how to how to do the uh, the redfish with the skin on it? No, it was the it was like trout fillets, or you could do catfish oh. or whatever. You use some kind of blackened, uh, uh, you know, rub that you put on oh, one yeah, side. Oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, and next segment we'll yeah uh, the way I do it. Way that, yeah, the way you do it, and you were talking about how good it was. Well, are we close enough to the break that we can do it? Um, yeah, I think so. We got a couple of minutes. See if you can get it in All right. time. All right. Now, what you use is Chef Paul Prudhomme's Black and Redfish Magic, or Black and uh, or Seafood Magic. Those are very very similar seasonings, and they come in a little tall skinny bottle in a box. Okay. Is it liquid or powder? It's powder, and it's okay. What makes that stuff so unique is you can put a lot of it on there. It's not very salty, like Tony's and stuff like that. You have to be real careful. You oh yeah, salt salty. Fish. Sure. Okay, so you put your you you kind of pat your fish fillets dry, and I like to I like to use a thinner piece of fish, and if it's a Redfish, or if it's trout that's real thick, I'll split them down the middle because my wife likes a thinner fish. But you can do it uh, with the fish, you know, on each thick if you want to. And uh, but I like to get everything even thickness so it'll all cook at the same time. You put a ranger fish in your Pyrex dish or a pan, and don't stack them on top of each other. You need right. to have Lay one layer next fish. to each other. Got you. That's right. And you you sprinkle liberally sprinkle the chef all Prudhomme's black and red fish magic all over there, and take a half a lemon and squeeze all of that half lemon juice all over, over your fillets. The fillets and gotcha. put chunks of butter here and there, strategically placed where it'll melt and go down into the fish. And you're ready to go. You set your oven at 350, and when it gets ready to go, you're going to go somewhere between uh, 25 to 40 minutes, depending on the thickness of your fish. Gotcha. Okay? And this stuff tastes so good that, I mean, you can add black pepper if you want to kind of kick it up a little bit right that, that gives it a little bit different flavor profile but uh either chef paul prudhomme's black and redfish magic and he's the original inventor of the oh yeah black and he's the fish. man he's he's and, the one that and, uh, uh, you, destroyed the redfish population back in the day yeah <laughs> and if, that's right and if you can't if you can't find that just get the seafood magic and it's really almost the same gotcha. and uh Man, let me tell you, but don't use margarine. Use real butter. No, you got to use real butter. I remember you saying that. All right. Yeah, don't don't try to trick Mother Nature. And you can probably use whatever uh, filleted fish you want, catfish, redfish, you know, drum, trout. You could literally do it with anything. 
bass, crappie. Uh, <laughs> you fish, yeah, you can do it with anything. Sure. Seriously. Uh, sea right. bass, uh, all of that. All right, let so me knock this break out. That worked out perfect. I'll be right back to you, Mr. Watkins. Hang right, with you, buddy. Deal. All right. Well, folks, if you're going fishing, well, don't. Not till you've been to the 49th Annual Houston Fishing Show that's going on all this week. It started yesterday, and it's going to run through Sunday the 18th at the George R. Brown Convention Center. And we're talking everything for the fishermen. All the new rods, reels, and lures. There's factory reps there, you know, displaying and showing new product that they've come out with this year, and uh, they're there to answer all your questions and display their product. Guides from Alaska to South America, and we're talking dozens of fully rigged boats on display, ready to roll, and uh, great prices on them with hundreds of kayaks on display also. And clinics, they'll be going on daily by expert fishermen covering salt and freshwater, and don't forget about the special kids clinic this weekend on Saturday and Sunday. They'll have giveaways galore so your kids can enjoy this outing and uh they'll go home with some really cool stuff so if you love to fish you want to learn more about fishing don't miss the 49th annual houston fishing show check them out at houstonfishingshow.com Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 418 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's go back and talk some more with Bill. All right, Bill, we're back. I had a text right in the middle of the break, and uh, he said, yeah, uh, well, it was our plumber buddy, Vaughn. He said, uh, it's so good the seafood magic is in short supply. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little difficult to find, but most grocery stores have it. Yeah. It, it's, uh, boy, that's some fine stuff. Uh, let me tell you that's uh, that's the best I've ever found. Uh, I mean, okay. not, I'm uh, try not trying to. Yeah, first I got to go out and uh, kill some fish. I need to go out and kill me a couple. <laughs> try it out. Yeah, it only takes a couple of the size we got to catch now to uh, to fill up a pants. <laughs> yeah, if you distribute it right. Right. And I hope I hope everybody was ready and got their got that written down. I hope they were. Just remember, well, I wrote it down just in case, you know. Yeah, the key is three fifty degrees in thirty minutes. Yeah. Yep, and then then put it in there, and you don't cover it. Just leave it open. Right. And let all those seasonings get together, and oh man, talk about. And if you really want to, if you really want to knock yourself out. Take you some Texjoy seafood seasoning, the granular, uh-huh. and like crab boil, crawfish seasoning, right. and sprinkle some of that on some peeled white potatoes or red potatoes, and boil that seasoning in there. And oh, oh, there you go, man! Talk about a, a meal fit for a king. Just boil them tender and. Right. Put them on a plate and slap some more butter on that. You can tell I'm kind of a butter guy. <laughs> but well, you know, it's hard. I don't have it's hard to go wrong with butter and bacon. <laughs> it is hard, and I don't I don't have cholesterol problems, so I can do that. <laughs> One of the few problems I don't have. Real butter instead of uh, 
what do they call them, you know, the margarine, polyunsaturated fats or whatever they call it? Uh, well, I call it poly God knows what. Poly God knows only what, the yeah. Knows. Processed yeah. foods. I, mean, I, I just stay away from that. I, I quit that about, no, 40 years ago. I just, none of it tasted right to me. I was raised on that crap because that's all we could afford. Rarely did I ever get real butter, but my aunt and uncle had a, a churn and a cow. My grandmother did that. She churned butter. Oh, my. From a milk cow. Oh, that was so good. <laughs> and they would make, they'd make what they call clabber sour that milk, and, yeah. and that made a little bit different taste in butter. So, uh, Clabbered man, milk, oh, man, that uh, sounds nasty, doesn't it? <laughs> Clabbered milk. Yeah, but it, I would, feed it to it, the hogs. It'd get cold, I'd, I'd drink it. <laughs> <laughs> but, if uh, you made it right, it didn't hurt you. My grandmother was so good at making butter and doing stuff like that. She goes, man, that, that cow's been in the bitter weed. She could taste it in her butter. We could. Yes, sir. She knew. She you sure can. Yeah, you can taste <laughs> Yeah, that stuff grows all over you. Well, we're going back. That's uh, that. A lot of people don't even realize what we're talking about here. <laughs> I know. I know. Way back when I was a kid. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Man, I I tell you what, I can get to tell them stories and tell them forever. Yes. I, I've never run out. I had some unique, uh, unique kin folks. They were well. We do, people. you know, we just didn't have this uh, information opportunity in our days like these younger people have now. You know, with all the, you know, the internet and everything else to Google stuff and look it up. You know, we wanted to know something. We had to pull out a encyclopedia. You know, or World Buck. Remember, I think my mom bought a whole rack of those. When we were kids, to <laughs> yeah. research, you know, to keep us from having to go to the library all the time, and and uh, but you had all the old timers that you grew up with, and we we kind of enjoyed sitting around and listening to them talk and all their experiences. You know, from yeah, you World too, War One to World War Two, all the depression they went through, and how hard life really was. It, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't and think we could. They make didn't it have now to embellish back it in that time and era. <laughs> They didn't have to embellish anything. It was that raw. Oh, yeah. they. Uh, but I bet they had some good fishing of, back in those days. How would you like to go back in that time frame with the equipment and the knowledge and, and lures and everything that we have now and see what happens? Oh, I'd be oh it'd be incredible. Wouldn't it? Oh, yes, it would. Man, oh, man. Remember those Especially, stories? Yeah. Galveston Bay, the explorers that came here were said the, the bay would turn red with fish. Mm-hmm. There were so many of them. Yeah, and there were even uh, there was even a commercial striped bass fishery in Galveston Bay. Yeah, and nobody knows where they went. Maybe they caught them all. I don't know. As Monty and them says, two eighty-eight north. That's what they say. All their offshore fish they bring in. <laughs> they all. Hey, we don't know where all these fish went. And Monty goes, "Yeah, they went up two eighty-eight north to Houston." <laughs> from Freeport. That's exactly where they went. That's pretty sure. Pretty sure that's right. Well, with the change in our river systems and everything, you know, and all the dams were starting to be built for watersheds for, to supply cities and everything else. I mean, it had to be done. 
you know, for water supply and source. But that's right. It uh, it was just a slow death to our estuary and and our bay systems for that long period of time, damming that water up and then having to turn it loose all at once instead of that you know pristine natural flow that you got for centuries. You know, yeah, it just changes things. Yeah, it does. Channelizing, channelizing the rivers, yeah, and the, all the bios and everything. If, when they dug those deep channels all the way, you know, forty miles up, that that altered the whole thing. It allowed saltwater intrusion to go the other way, and freshwater intrusion on floods to come back the other way. So, right, it uh, that that was the the big sea change for everything. Yeah, and uh, we can only imagine what it used to be like back then. Oh man, I remember what it was All like before the Lucas Dam. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's uh, you know, I guess uh, when they started doing all that, must have been somewhere around twenties or earlier than that. And they, they built the jetties and all that kind of stuff, and started dredging everything. Yeah, that 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 had to alter some of the things. But oh, I'm sure. Then the dams, you know, which right. had to be built because we had to have water to settle here. And exactly. this uh, <laughs> fishing paradise, godforsaken place that we live in. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be pretty pretty resilient. I mean, look at all everything all our systems have been through up on this upper Texas coast, and we still have fish, man. <laughs> we still have fish. Some, of, yeah, some of them, uh, some of them disappeared, and some of them made it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got to fish for what we've got left. That's it. But it would be neat. It would absolutely be neat to have stripers that did naturally spawn. Well, you know, TBW had an unbelievable stocking program back in the late seventies, early eighties in Trinity Bay. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, the last time I caught uh, caught them good, just raw out of the boat. Now you could always go to the spillway up there, the HLMP outfall, and uh, fish below that wall. And at nighttime, you you could catch just huge stroppers all night long on trout lures and redfish lures, everything we threw, you know, after a hard yep. norther. But, uh, you know, there was, I think it was the first or second year that I went to work here. Uh, I believe it was in 07 or 08. Man, we had, uh, we had a little bit of, little bit of push of fresh water, not a lot, just a little burp from the marsh and the river and, Man, so many fish came out and stacked up, and birds were working everywhere. I mean, you could wait and get your trout in the mornings, but it was so good under the birds, you just had to pull out there and just, you know, let everybody get after it. And we were catching <laughs> we were catching real stripers and hybrids. Now, where those hybrids came from, I have no idea. They were hybrids. They had the broken line on them because we had to look them yeah. over. So, no, I don't, that's, that's uh, we already, you already have your five. And we can't keep that because that, you know, because you had to, whether it's a striper or a hybrid, you get five apiece. And, uh, yes. And we got to noticing in the cooler, I said, man, that's a hybrid. Look at those broken lines. That's not even the same fish. But uh, that was pretty unique, and I hadn't seen it since. I know yeah. they still catch a few up there at the outfall, but not like they did. 
think a lot of those fish went up the Trinity River. Yeah, every once in a while we catch one over here on Sabine, right in the mouth of the Burke Canal and places like that. Right. In December usually is when they show up. And uh, but Louisiana, I think, quit stocking them in Toledo Bend, and that that slowed everything down. Um, so all we have is a few residuals left over. But uh, yeah, I, I caught one here a couple of years ago up the Natchez, and uh, and it was an honest goodness striper. And uh, but you never. Uh, you just don't see them that much anymore. But used right. to do it. They ran down that Sabine River all the way to the coast in the fall. And you can yeah, catch people them don't realize the striper. That's originally that's a saltwater fish. That's a saltwater species. Absolutely. Yeah, they have a natural spawn in Lake Mead in the Colorado River, and they have a. I think they have a natural spawn somewhere else on the East Coast. Uh, let's see. Uh, Chesapeake, maybe? Yeah, Chesapeake. I think they have a natural spawn there, and um, there's, there's a couple of places where they can survive. And uh, just uh, that's just a lovely fish to catch. They're, they're much like a redfish. You know, yeah, they are. And, hey, you know, we used to fillet those big stripers from up there and half-shell them like you do redfish and cook them on the grill, oh, yeah. and they're, they're just as good. They're really delicious. Just as good. Yeah. They're good-eating fish, yeah. man. They, and, uh, they taste pretty much the same. Now, isn't a hybrid, yeah. isn't, isn't that a cross between a striper and a white bass? Yes. To make the hybrid, isn't that the way it works? Richard's coming up next. Right. I'll ask him, but I'm pretty sure. He, I think he's explained it before. But Yeah, and they have a different, they have like two tooth patches and one tooth patch is the way right. you call them apart. And uh, I've looked on that Parks Wildlife book. But I don't get fish for those too much anymore, so I don't really worry about it. But there's still a few, uh, there's few, there's some hybrids in Rayburn. Uh, they still have a, they still have some up there. Right. You run on to them every once in a while. But I, I think they, uh, they just kind of let that stuff go to the wayside. They had enough fish in Rayburn and Toledo too. The strippers over there in Toledo were. They were just stocking them and stocking them, and they were eating up all the brimming bass <laughs> and the crappie. <laughs> well, we used to catch the heck out of them over there. Kind of like what all these bull reds our bays are full of doing to our trout, man, our small trout. And they're like yeah. feral hogs. They're, they're nasty. They are. My they, cat they don't want to leave. I mean, they just live here year-round. I can't stop it myself on off the table. I I gotta let her outside. <laughs> Come on, cat. Saying, "Daddy, I need to go TT." <laughs> yeah, that's what she's saying. Boo, boo, kid. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. She's totally house trained. She knows how to go out there and do her deal. That's good. Okay, got rid of the cat. Meowing in my ear. Rubbing on yeah, my we got face. A, we got a good warm up next week. We're not going to get a lot of rain with this front, this <laughs> you know, this coming this weekend. We're just going to get some colder temperatures, and it's going to warm right back up. So next That's week looks pretty good. I mean, I think Wednesday the high is supposed to be around eighty on the high ground, so that'll put it at seventy, seventy-two on the coast. I'm sure. You know, with a cool. We're ground. almost through it. We're almost yeah. past the danger of a bad freeze. We're getting there. Just uh, and that. 
this one this year wasn't all that bad. Right. Hopefully we can slide on to the end of February without one and and things will be good. But yeah, need to get that El Nino to transfer back around and and uh, get some of these rain bands coming from the Pacific to stop. Uh, we've got plenty of water right now. We went from drought to full. Yeah. I mean, Overnight. it's unbelievable how quick it can happen here. The worm can turn. I mean, my pond ran over the dam mm-hmm. in one rain. A five-inch rain filled that thing up. <laughs> Once it saturated the ground enough to start running off, oh, oh, man. Texas weather, One five-inch rain. Yeah. If you don't like it, just wait a minute. That's it. All right, Bill. Well, hey, man, if somebody wants to call you about getting over there this spring and hooking up, how do you how do they get a hold of you? Give them some info. I'll tell them that in just a second. Real quick, uh, do yeah. you uh, have you been to the fishing show? No, it just started yesterday. Okay, how long is yeah. it going to go? Till Sunday. Till Sunday? Okay. Uh-huh. Well, I hadn't heard a word about it till just now, so it's all over social hopefully media. I, it's hopefully I can make it over there. Uh, anyway, four zero nine six seven three nine two one one. That'll get you cooked up to me. Ourfishthebeanlake.com. All right, man. Yep. Look at the website. Will do. All All right, right, Bill. Well, have a good good one. one. Appreciate it. Later, man. All right. All right. That's Captain Bill Watkins over at Sabine Lake. And I did take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. Real easy to find. They're right in downtown Belleville. Their meat market and processing facility are right next door to one another. And also... Check out their smoked sausage samples. They're available daily in the store. You can try it before you buy it. Full menu of pecan smoked barbecue served Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And check out all their pulled pork and homemade hot dogs. They're available on the menu also. And always they have their ground beef special. It's only three fifty nine a pound when you buy a 10-pound bulk pack. That's a mix of eighty five fifteen. You can gear up for the Houston Livestock Show. USDA choice briskets, pork ribs, smoked sausage available, competitive pricing on the smoked sausage. You can just call and ask to speak with Ben. And if you want a quarter calf or a half calf, they have those available for pre-order and custom processing. And their wild game processing, they're still making Vinny dogs and hog dogs, celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show, 437 here in the Bayou City. Had a text from a listener also. He said, uh, yeah, Chef Paul's is really good stuff, but he said he likes this uh, Cajun two-step. He said it's really good with a little kick, so he probably likes a little spice to his uh, fish cooked that way. So you might want to try that if you can't find the, you know, the Chef Paul's Redfish Magic or whatever. Just uh, try that Cajun two-step. I'll try that too. We'll just we'll have a survey on that. <laughs> All right. Now let's go up to Lake Conroe. Let's check in with our good friend, the fish dude, Richard Tosh. Richard, how are you, buddy? You know I'm good, Mickey. I still got my voice, so it's it's going good. 
Yeah, you're a little Amen. little horse this morning. Not much, but I'm not, I'm getting there. It'll be Saturday. Might be a little different story. Depends on how much more I talk. But it's all right. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna keep talking at that show with it. No, show oh, not you. <laughs> there ain't no doubt. I can't keep it quiet, but but that's all good. So no, it's it's good. And that like that, Chef Paul. That's that's the lick right there. I'm telling you. There ain't no doubt. I use that stuff on them hybrids all the time. Pan fried and olive oil. Those hybrids are amazing with that stuff on it. Yeah, buddy. And I guarantee you they are. I don't know what all y'all was talking about, but I use it a lot. And I've, I did find out you can order it on the Internet and get a big one-pound can of it instead of them, them little bitty things that you get like at HEB or Kroger. So, But it's that's that's some good stuff. And I know I, need, I want to be out fishing with this weather like it is. I'm, that's one of the big things. Them dang, them dang bass are calling me right now. That water's warming up. I mean, good night. I was out there Monday, and that wind was blowing like crazy, but I caught some fish in it. And then uh, then, then I took went out Tuesday for a little bit, caught a few fish, blew a ear off of a prop, though. So oh I know. I'll tell you what. There's there's a couple of them props <laughs> out there that I don't know if I want to buy anymore. Of. Yeah, I, I'm not going to name the name and, you know, shun them yeah. any or discard them, but uh, – I I've uh, the only ones that I've seen slinging blades is that particular brand. Brand, I, yeah. you know, all the years yeah. I've been running, I have never slung a blade on a prop. I've knocked I some off, but I've never slung one. Right, I, I've slung two in the past six months. That's how bad it is. It's like good. Nice Mercury props are it, man. Yep, yep, that's it. So that's, you know, I've got two of the. Uh, I think they're the Revolutions Rev Fours or whatever they are. Four blades. Yeah, that right. I've had for. I used them on Mercury. I used them on E-Tech, and now I'm using them on Honda. I've had those two props for yeah. 15, 18 years. I just yeah, take them to Bauman's and get them reworked when they start wearing down, you know. That's the way you do it. I mean, that's and, uh, I was they, they've they been tried and true on three different brands of outboards I've run them on, and my boat performs perfectly with them. See, that's like I've, I've got – I've had some PowerTech props that I used, and I've never had an issue with those PowerTech props. But I'll tell you what, that Fury 4 is horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I like four-blade props is what I like. And that mm-hmm. that thing, like, like I say, I've chunked two blades in, in six months on that on that prop, and I just I can't. I know they're building them thin to make them lighter and stuff like that, but. After they flex a little bit, they'll crack and then chunk a ear. So, yeah, the props I have, you don't pick them up with one hand. They're heavy. No, they are heavy. That's one thing about them. And the heavier they are, you know, it seems like they, they, they're they going to hurt you. They may hurt, may hurt you on top end speed, but as far as durability and, and what we do, as far as guiding and wanting to be out there day in and day out, they hold up. You know, the heavier props work great. So, that's you know that's one of the things about them and it's good you know, commercial prop. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, the thing is, you can you can bump into stuff and not have to worry about it. You know, like I say, you just get it reworked. But uh, you know, it's like I was talking about them yesterday about them. I said, is it worth trying to get new ears on there? And he said, uh, you're probably going to chunk another another ear off uh-huh. after we fix that one. So I got I got two of them. I'm just going to have to chunk. So. Order, order me a new power tech for it, and I'll be good to go. 
So hopefully it holds up anyway. But man, I sure am wanting to get out there. This weather's too nice. You know, after fighting all that wind Monday yep. and then getting out there Tuesday and it's colder and I'll get out as you know, then then uh yeah you know, then I had to I went down to set up Tuesday, so I got off the water early and it was you know, it's just when it's getting prime time. You know, water started warming up good because the water temperature, even though it had that cold north wind on Monday, the water temperature didn't drop that much. It's 57, 58. And then during the day, it started progressively going up. And I've been running into some 65-degree water temps in, the, in some of these little coves and stuff like that later, later in the day. So everything's warming up. we got the full moon coming up here pretty quick. So those bass are fixing to make a big, big, move to the banks here pretty quick and get for that first round of spawning so uh -huh. i'm i am so ready because i the biggest one i found so far was a 415 so and he i caught him in that wind the other day so that's you know yeah tommy alexander texted me the last friday i tried to reach him and he didn't pick up and he said his uh phone was at the bottom of lake conroe yeah, and, uh, there you go. He had to get a new one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw he did. Oh, Lord. He, he weighed in a big fish in, in that Conroe bass deal did he? weeks ago. So, yeah, he got him. I think he got, like, I don't remember how big it was. It was, it was a pretty good one, though. He got him some money out of it, so it wasn't too bad. And then I know he's fishing them Conroe bass deal a lot. I don't know if he fished the weekend series at all, but they had a weekend series tournament this last weekend along with that three F tournament and I didn't see him in, in the in the money in that in that Conroe Bass deal uh weekend series this last week. But the one we were talking about a few weeks ago he, he did get some big fish money out of it. So I need I need to figure out where he got that rascal but that's I'm fixing to be on uh what starting starting Monday like goes off limits to me and then it's no information clause in the deal so can't even talk to anybody about them so that's what's horrible but that's all right i can go for, i got my own fish found i just need to find some bigger ones yeah and i know they're gonna make they're gonna make that big move and i, I told this guy we'll be fishing i i fished them them uh these tournaments pretty much by myself on all of them but i got a friend of mine we've been fishing together for shoot, 30 years he's gonna jump in the boat with me on this conroe deal and and we're going to fish it. But I told him, I said, we're just going to get on the trolling motor. You know, when it goes where we can get officially practice on Thursday, just jump on that trolling motor and go. See what all we can see on beds. See if mm -hmm. we can, you know, what all we can find and just cover some water. And that's that's one of the things, trying to find them bigger ones, just to get, get in the right area and you'll get them. And they'll be stacked up like cordwood when you do. So that's... You know, that's one thing about those bedding fish. Once you find the areas that they're they're in, there's going to be a bunch of them because they're they're just going to move in all of a sudden. Because like like I say, tournament tournament weekend, which is you know next, not this weekend, but next weekend, that full moon's coming and it's that's going to make with the water temperatures like they are. There's no doubt they're going to come up, and when they do, it's it, there's going to be some big ones. And then the, the weekend after that, they got the big bass. Uh, tour coming over there too so it's going to get get hit for some some pretty big fish here in the next couple of weeks anyway and and that big bass tour you know being right after that that full moon i'm pretty confident 
they're going to have some really good ones weighed in. Now, granted, I don't know if there's going to be any Cheryl Lunkers, but there's going to be some big ones weighed in. So, you know, I hadn't really seen any, you know, really big sacks, you know, a bunch of them since uh, that last Toyota series they had at Conrad. Right. Yeah, it's, there hadn't really been a lot of them lately, but there's, you know, there's been pretty consistent 20 pounds 21 pounds and hey what was rusty and dusty sack that one year wasn't it over 40 pounds yes it was 42 something it's 42 something what it was and that's uh that's a sack of bass right there you know that guy what was it michael hughes or whoever on rayburn this past weekend you know had that 38 pound sack everybody was on over that but i remember the sack (laughs) oh yeah there's no doubt there ain't no doubt. I mean, that's like over at Rayburn. I mean, Derek Mundy caught caught that big sack what three, four years ago, and it was it was over forty two. So yeah. that's, I mean, there's some giant sacks of fish out there. Once once you get in the right areas and and just find them, I mean, they they'll be just stacked up. I mean, that's what's crazy. You start weighing in eight pound average plus, buddy. That's that's gorillas. That, that's I that's guarantee you it is. <laughs> you know, and that's that's the way it works. I mean, because like like me, a lot of the Tuesday nights that I fish over there, if I win them, it's usually going to be win big, you know. And it's, right. Uh, it, it, and what happens win is. Win big or go home, man. That's pretty much it. I mean, what's weird about it is, and I've done it on Rayburn, I've done it on Richland Chambers, I've done it on Conroe, where you'll catch, say, one seven-pounder, and on the very next cast, you catch another one. So right. It's, I mean, they're just, they're right there, and they'll all be together. And that's what I keep looking for is that, that one little that one little honey hole that's got them loaded up. And it's, it's there. You just got to find it. That's it all of it. us. That's part of exactly. it. Exactly. All right, Richard, well, take care of that voice, buddy. If somebody wants to call you about coming up to Conroe and fishing with you, how do they get a hold of you, man? Give them some info, bud. All right, Mickey, anyone get in touch with me at 936-661-7920. You can find me on Facebook. Just check out the Fish Dudes Guide Service. You can email me at admin at fishdudetx.com or just check out the webpage, fishdudetx.com. All right, buddy. Richard, you have a good one, man. Don't work too hard. Get you some rest, man. Yes, sir. Y'all have fun. All right, buddy. Later. All right, that's Fish Dude up on Lake Conroe. Now let's run down Matagorda Way and check in with Captain Charlie Paradoski. Charlie P., good morning. Hey, good morning. How are hey, you? Hey, bud. I'm good. How are you? Yep, just a little older. That's about it. Yeah. Made it through another Super Bowl. Waiting on yeah, baseball man. season. Oh, that's almost here. Yeah, it is. At, Pitchers and catchers reported. What was it yesterday? Yeah. yeah. Here we go. Yes, sir. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. When you come in and you got a baseball game to watch, you can find one to watch. Yes. You know, but other than that, not much going on over here, Mickey. It's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a weather thing. You got to, uh, got to pick those days. Last week, uh, I think Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, you know, what few mm-hmm. people were fishing, caught fish. Right. Uh, other than that, there's been a bunch of rotten weather. That wind blew out of the east yesterday pretty good. Yeah, it did. That wind coming off the bay here, she was a little chilly. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm going to try and I got a fish today, and 
hoping to get tomorrow in. I don't know what to expect out of that stuff tomorrow. Well, they what was that forecast like a eighty percent or something? You might might be a little wet tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe Is it later in the day or in the morning, the whole day? Well, or? it didn't. The forecast didn't say. I mean, the chances pick up tonight. Yeah. Let's see here. Let's look at it again. Yeah. Friday rain. I'm throwing about a 70% chance tomorrow, 30% on Saturday as that front comes through on Saturday. Yeah. Well, today ought to be good anyway. At, uh, it was supposed to have light southeast winds. I think it's southeast out there now. Mm-hmm. So, kind of east-southeast over here, real light. It's real light this morning. Yeah. yeah. That's when they bite, so that's what we're going to try to do today. Yeah, we're going to cool down. I, Sunday night, I think, it's going to be 37, Monday night 40, but... Monday, the high 73, then 77, and then 80 on Wednesday. And, yeah, it's going to warm right up real nice. So, Yeah. I think I'm going to plant some tomatoes after this late next front goes through. Well, I'll wait an extra week on you. Make sure no, we don't get any frost. <laughs> Put a bucket over them if another frost comes. Yeah, if you're up in the Houston area, frost possible on Sunday night. Light frost, thirty-seven. That'll nip them. Yeah, but you can just throw a bucket over them. You're right. That'll that'll work. Yep. Yep. That time of the year, baseball, tomatoes, <laughs> football's history. What do you think yep. about that Super Bowl? It was a good game. It was uh, close down to the wire, just like I kind of expected. Like they just wrote a script for it and said, "Here's we're going to throw it out there and everybody act accordingly." When they blocked that extra point kick mm-hmm. on the, on them, I knew it. I said they're going to lose this damn game with that right there. Well, that last drive, San Francisco had all they had to do was make one more first down, and that would have been it. Yeah, on the clock, they could have run it on down. But hell, you can't even give Mahomes thirty thirty seconds much less a minute and a half he's he's it ain't luck when you can do it every every time i mean yeah, man when you get a level of conf- confidence like he's got yeah i mean he's gonna have it for a while too i'm gonna tell you he's so young and confident and you can't beat that especially the talent i mean but hey brockport purdy he looks pretty good to be a last choice doesn't he he looks damn good yeah, I'd take it in a heartbeat. But hopefully next year we're talking about C.J. Stroud. Yeah. That would be Well, sweet. we got a chance. So yeah, we, we do. Good this year. We're heading the right direction. It's <laughs> a I little think more confidence so. than I've had in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. Everybody feels the same. In the meantime, I hope our Astros will come through for us. So. Oh, they will. They will. We just got to keep our pitchers healthy this year. That hurt us a lot, you know. I mean, we still had yeah. the team to win it. I mean, we took Texas seven games, but we just didn't have quite enough to get over the hump. Couldn't hit. Keep everybody healthy. We will this year. Yeah. 
Ought to be good. I'm, I'm here to watch. Me too. That's my game. I love it. Me too, Mickey. So, fishing and baseball and good groceries. It's hard to beat. <laughs> yeah. What else is there? Yeah, in our lives, we yeah. we lead a simple life. Yep. Stress kills. Yes. The more you fish, the less stress you have. Unless there you, you go. got some real, real bad customers that keep their thumb on your head all day. What do you think, <laughs> Captain? What do you think? <laughs> How many times you've been asked that in your career? Oh, hey, Captain, what do you think? Want to choke them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Want to choke them? Like that T-shirt says, "Shut up and fish, man. Keep chunking. We'll get them." The yep. way it works. All right, Charlie P. Well, hey, buddy. You have a good day. I hope you catch them up. You got nice weather this morning, so hopefully you can hit them hard and hit them early, man. Somebody wants to call you about fishing will. with you. How they get? How do they find you? Cell phone seven one three seven two five two four zero one. All right, buddy. Well, Charlie, have a good day. Be safe. Catch them up. I'll talk to you Saturday. We'll talk about it. Take care, Mickey. All right, bud. See you, man. All right, that's Captain Charlie Paradoski in Matagorda. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.